The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It was not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate the Feast of St. John the Evangelist. He was the apostle who wrote the Gospel of John and the Book of Revelation and the Three Letters. He was one of the inner circle of Jesus, together with Peter and James. So he had access to many of the most intimate actions of Jesus, such as the Transfiguration. John has basically three or four purposes. One is to emphasize the divinity of Christ, which he does from the beginning to the end of the Gospel. So, for example, that first verse of the prologue, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God is the opening frame, and then he closes the whole gospel with the closing frame, where Doubting Thomas has that tremendous statement of faith, my Lord and my God. So from beginning to end, that framing technique highlights the divinity of Christ. That's what John wants to emphasize, because that's where our salvation lays. And in between the two frames, the bookends, are signs of Jesus' life, each of which, again, highlight Jesus' divinity, such as the walking on the water, raising of Lazarus from the dead, the multiplication of the loaves and fish. That's one major theme, the divinity of Christ. Other themes would include the sacraments. So John is very concerned because he's writing toward the end of the first century. The church has been now in existence for a number of decades, and he wants to emphasize the sacraments. So... We know that in John chapter 3, he begins with baptism in that dialogue that Jesus has with Nicodemus. And Jesus says, you must be born again of water and the Spirit if you hope to see the kingdom of God. So that's the context of baptism. And then in John chapter 6, he emphasizes the Eucharist. That whole chapter is very, very explicit that Jesus is the true bread of life. And then in John chapter 20, he highlights the sacrament of reconciliation where he is resurrected. He goes into the upper room and tells the apostles, whoever you forgive, that's forgiven. Whatever you retain is retained. It gives that power of forgiveness. A couple of other themes that are important here is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, we might not think so because there's not a lot written about Mary, but how John situates that theme. So again, he uses that framing technique right at the beginning. 
where we have in John chapter 2, the wedding feast at Cana. That's unique to John. John retells the story of how Mary notices that the couple have run out of wine, and she brings it to his attention, knowing that he will act, and he does. That's the first miracle, and that begins his whole ministry. But what's important there is what Jesus says, woman, what is that to you and me? So he calls his mother woman, not out of disrespect, but because he's relating it all the way back to the book of Genesis and that proto-evangelism by God himself, where he says, I will put enmity between you, the devil, and the woman, between your seed and hers. He will crush your head, Satan, and you will strike his heel. That reference to woman is now picked up by John in this important chapter two, where he calls Mary woman, Jesus does. And then at the end of the gospel, where Jesus is on the cross, he again calls his mother woman when he gives her to St. John to take care of. So that's an important theme from beginning to end. Everything has to be interpreted in terms of this great woman initiating the reverse of the fall. Finally, with respect to Peter, there's an important theme because in chapter 1, when Peter is introduced to Jesus, Jesus says, you are Cephas, and that's a rendering of the Aramaic word kepha, which means rock. So he changes his name to rock because he's intending to build his church on Peter. That's the opening frame. The closing frame is where he has to undo Peter's denials, and he says, Peter, do you love me? Three times. And in that, he says, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. He gives Peter that authority, knowing that Peter will be the first pope. So all of these themes that John is bringing in his gospel gives effect to the first reading, where John himself says, we declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we've looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. John has been eyewitness, and it's his joy to proclaim, and he does so in a beautiful gospel. So I just encourage you when you have time to take a look at the gospel of John and try to make your way through it. It's a beautiful testimony that John gives in his eyewitness account of Jesus, his divinity, in his emphasis of Mary, Peter, and the sacraments. Let us pray.